0: Jordan A King, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the New Street Podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time. That's a pleasure, to be here. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to getting to learn learn more about you, learn about your uh, your past, your future, and what you're doing. I I uh, obviously we came across, we connected, and uh, I was really uh, obviously you're doing a lot of stuff in the real estate sector, so I was really interested to learn more about that and just learn about your strategies, learn about sort of what how you're how you're focusing your investments and and uh so we'll get into that but first um i thought we could uh touch on sort of your music career and your music background i know i, yeah. know, I know that's you know uh, a big part of your uh your uh, your background and kind of your history so were you more focused on the management side on the music or or as an artist or kind of both if you can so kind of touch that's a really good question yeah. so
1: i've always had a passion for business even when i started music it was music business i started the that's label it. first yeah right? so i started that in uh 2011. the good thing about that tell me was, the label
0: name quick uh
1: the community inc the community.
0: Okay, yeah okay, that's so cool. i started
1: in, in 2011 it was my first business yeah. i actually ever incorporated and got into pretty heavily yeah and the reason why i did it was you know there was some talented artists around and at the time my brother was making beats and producing mm-hmm. so i said hey you know what like there might be a a good play here if i invest some capital, get a studio set up, get some artists in and producers and see what happens. So that's how it started. And then I like moving pretty quickly on certain things. And I guess I came to a certain point where I realized what the best thing for the label at that time was for me to hop on the mic and become an artist. Okay, okay. I, okay. I like so, that energy. You, like,
0: you were like listening to these guys and you're like, yeah. <laughs> No, 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 it no, was just about to the guys. It was just
1: like, just. Listen, I'm not one to just, like, always talk, talk, talk. Yeah. I'm going to show you. I'm going to yeah, do yeah. it and yeah. at least push it forward, right? And yeah. Yeah. if we're a team, if for a label, it doesn't matter which artist you goes You got to set the forward, example, right? You, gotta, you set the example, a, everyone benefits. Yeah, right. So that's how it started. And it, it was pretty remarkable, right? Because growing up in Oakville, a bunch of guys from Oakville, we didn't really know anything about it. I never recorded in my life before. Right. So everything was a learning process. But during those times is where... I really learned about entrepreneurship and what it takes to have a successful business. Right. Right? You need commitment, you need, you need everything really <laughs> to go out there and, and yeah. be able to do that. So yeah, it, it was a pretty good experience. How I got involved was, like I said, more of the business side of things. So I wanted to connect with certain artists that were already established and helping them with promotional things and marketing and branding. So we got involved with, uh, shout out, C. Gutta see He was a producer for TI, um, Multi Platinum producer. That was kind of our first thing. And then from there, it just branched out and we were able to do some good things and have songs with, like, Kevin Gates. and. Young and a couple other artists. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it, it was good. Like I said, it was a great experience, and that's kind of how, it was my first step into business and realizing, hey, it's not just as easy as registering a corporation yeah, yeah. and then getting going. There's a yeah, lot of commitment yeah. and time that goes into to make these
0: things successful. Did you, um, yeah. were you part of like managing? the SOCAN registrations and, and none. No. Never got to deep into that? No, we did, but like not me personally. Got it, okay. Yeah, so I my big thing is
1: you have to specialize and focus and things that you're good at and areas that you're you good at. You're good at. Yeah, and even if someone can do it at least 80%, I delegate. So yes. for stuff like that, that's not my forte. So we delegated it all to a specific person on our team that handled all that stuff, the copyright, the so can registering here in Canada, in the US, internationally, whatever it may be. So we have a really, really good system. Yeah. I just think um, at the time, the music industry, as we see it at least now in Canada and Toronto, yeah. it's matured a lot. And yeah. right? it's just not what it was That's 10 years ago. Oh. So now I've actually been dabbling back a little bit more. Now, not as much on the artist side, but more so on the production side okay. and marketing side. Yeah. And just working with artists that are up and coming, that are looking for, I love it. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Looking to get out there and looking to, uh, for that guidance. Because yeah. one of the biggest things that I found when I was doing it, I was eager. I was hungry. Yeah. Whoever can give me an opportunity, I'm just, they're like a chicken waiting to get slaughtered. Yeah. <laughs> and in the industry, you get got a lot of guys that are looking for guys that yeah. are yeah. emotionally attached yeah. to their music to get you to pay money in. Chase that dangling carrot, right? So, for me, it was um, it was very eye-opening, really. Very just understanding how everything is in the industry and whatnot. But uh, yeah,
0: fuck. <laughs> two two questions just came to my mind yeah. out of what you were saying. So first, I know with the business you have now, and I think Tuck Capital, you got a board of directors, you got some partners. But like even in the music side, like how important is that crew or that, that those that group of people? It's the most. important Like you important said, you're delegating thing. different things, like. You can't really do it alone.
1: No, you can't. And especially in this day and age, you have to keep in mind, you are competing with the most professional teams. What they have specialists at the top of their industries that, are, that you're working against. You yeah. know what I mean? So if you're just a random rapper in your basement trying to compete, you're going to have some difficulty. Yeah. And I think the biggest problem is, is ego. A lot of artists want to. That'd be a tough one for right? sure in that, get that yeah. You know, get that red carpet rolled out and yeah. have all that treatment. And my biggest thing is, hey, like to get a manager and to have to be at that level, you need to have something to manage. That's right. And so my thing is, is you need to have that, that fire and that ambition and that confidence to go out there and get on the mics, right? Yeah. But that being said, you also need to know when hey. Like, this person isn't hating on you, you got to do a little better. Your song isn't as good as you think it yeah, is. your yeah. right? criticism. Exactly. Sure. And yeah. my thing is, is this, it's like anything. You know you are ready when people are lining up to either book your shows or download your music. Or more importantly, you got labels surrounding you to get involved with you. That's yeah. how you know you have done everything you need to do. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting those calls, then you yeah. got to reevaluate a little bit, in my opinion.
0: Without a doubt, obviously you speak from experience. Can of give us an idea how long you've been at this for? How long you've been doing this for? Music or? Music, just the music alone kind of in general.
1: So it's funny, I always had a passion for music. Um, even when I was younger, singing in the shower when I'm getting ready, I'm like, that could have been a pretty cool song if I had the right tools and <laughs> productions, right? Yeah. So I think that's but always channeled it. I always had a passion. Like my dad was a DJ and he was heavily involved in music and my brother's in music making, as well. He was making beats. You were saying, yeah, dad right? yeah, was making beats and yeah. DJing and had the turntables doing all that stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So I always had a passion for it. I was always drawn to it. I'm an emotional guy. Controlled emotion, like to say. And music is something that I feels like it taps into my emotion. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. always drew me to it. I was always super drawn to it, right? And right just the experience of creating something from nothing. Yeah. That, to me, is just remarkable. And yeah. to be honest, why I like real estate? is because yeah. you have an opportunity where you, know, you get that blank slate, you build something, yeah. or you get an old property that's a you renovate it, you yeah. get it up to the proper levels, and that creation process, yeah. to me, is just incredible. When yeah. you look back and say, wow, there was nothing. Yeah. There was complete silence. And
0: yeah. look what's here is now. Yeah. And then
1: now look, right? It yeah. starts with a a drum sound and you got your snare and then you got the guitar and whatever and all of a sudden you got vocals hey this is a song that came from nothing so that whole process I just had had a thought in my head
0: where you could do like a music video and it's like the the excavator you're like drumming the excavator it's like the house gets put together with the song or something (laughs) like Like, 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 whatever there's just so much true. it's like music and real estate just taking nothing and articulating a thought or a a vision through that is crazy
1: Well, well the way I see it is this right For real estate especially, to be successful, you have to be creative. You can't just sit there and wait on the market and wait the time thing and just have your realtor find you the perfect property Mm -hmm. that you're going to buy that's going to make you tons of money. No, you got to get creative, you got to get out there, you got to try things, you got to experiment, you got to figure things out. So that whole creation process Mm -hmm. is just what I Um, I live for. Yeah, I love it. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. You mentioned something about Toronto and how, I guess, things have changed. Why and how do you think they've changed in terms well, of the music? Wow. In terms of the music,
1: well, first of all, like look at the artists we got coming out. That's uh, it. not just Toronto, like Canada in general, yeah. right? You got Drake, you got Bieber, you got The Weeknd, you got mm. Tory Lanez. Ten years ago, you didn't have that, yeah. right? I remember when we were doing music, yeah. we went now. to a artist showcase in Atlanta, yeah. And at that particular time, it was like you guys are from Canada, like what's Canada? Yeah, yeah they, like what's going on over there, right? Yeah, like what's popping? Like you guys live in English? Like yeah. what the fuck? Oh man, right? I got that so many times. And I'm just been like guys like across <laughs> right <off> the border, <laughs> <laughs> right? But um, more recently, going back, it was a complete shift where it just like, hey you guys know Drake and what's going on and how can we get over there? So That's that right. was definitely Something that you have to respect as well. The is
0: Raptors like, won the championship. There now we're, go, on the right, map, right. You know? we're on the map. We're on the map. You got yeah. people coming
1: here. You got the all-star show yeah. here, right? And everyone's coming from all over. You got yeah. celebrities coming here. Um, even like TIFF festivals, yeah, right? Yeah. And entertainment. So yeah. all those things have really matured. Yeah. Um, even if you look at some of the news outlets and social media pages, when we were doing this, I think like Six Buzz maybe had like 100,000 followers, right? Mm-hmm. Now they're well over 2 million. Yeah. And they have people all over the industry that are tapping in. Yeah. You have academics, I think, every now and then, he will tap in with local and up-and-coming artists from Toronto yeah. and just talk to them. Yeah. So now they're getting all this exposure from the U.S. And for the first time, at least that I've noticed, the respect is there. Yeah. Before, no one from the U.S. cared about coming yeah. to Canada and doing shows or yeah. working with Canadian artists. Now, it's us just like, hey, this is an untapped market. And one thing that I've noticed, if you actually pay attention to the music that comes out of Canada, we're extremely multicultural country. Yeah, yeah. We're extremely diverse. Yeah. So if you can get a song that's popping here in Canada, that song's popping yeah, internationally. You, you talked you know about creative. I would
0: say we're very creative, too. If you listen yeah. to the sound and just, like, the different, well it's different. Yeah. And it, compared to everything else that's out there. So that's really interesting. And in terms of, like, the music industry, let's in the last 10 years with social media and kind of artists kind of being able to start their career and get it going through different channels, how has that changed the industry? Traditionally, it was like very label-driven and...
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think it's just like here. I think that's just... It's what I'm saying. No, no. I'm yeah, talking yeah. across it's, the board. Across I mean, the board. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not wrong. I think right? it's the best thing, right? Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, the last, let's say, more recent years have been better, but let's say the last like 10, 15, even 20 years in some cases, early 2000s, for you to get your name out there you needed to know someone you needed to have a deal yeah. you're not going to have that exposure they didn't have social media yeah. they didn't have streaming platforms that they do now right and the industry was in a completely different situation where you all remember the napsters and the limewires so people were just downloading music mm. so i think it's actually remarkable what the industry has done because how do you get people to pay for something that they're used to getting for free yep. and during that period a lot of people in the industry a lot of money wasn't flowing like it used to so people got out of it right mm-hmm. and the only ones that were there were the label ones that had tons of bankroll yeah. and in that institutional financing
0: it was all so, about the radio station exactly. they had the connection and they had the control yeah. right like yeah. to get on the
1: radio station you have to know someone or, or be signed to a label yeah. 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 or you're paying a ton of money to get on and you get on the radio you're on now that's changed with these streaming platforms i think it's so remarkable where music is actually being viewed as like an asset right now yeah an asset class you're, you're yeah. seeing artists selling their masters for tens and hundreds of billions yeah. of dollars it's an asset, which is yeah. insane it's an asset right yeah. so with that i think you're seeing labels are even shifting where they're saying hey you know what let's not just invest in that artist where we have to get from the ground up put a bunch of money into them build them get their fan base what they're saying is no no, no forget all that let's find artists that are already buzzing They already have their fan base, they could already make their music, they could already do their own videos, Mm.
0: and we'll use our channels to get out there. It's all because of the platform. And it's all because of the platform. But I think also they're like, they're like almost scared of that too, because it's like, if the artist realizes that, hey, I can get my career to this stage. Absolutely. And, and create this fan base and be able to get these streams, like, what, why would I need a label to get to the next level, right? Correct. So it's, like, it's so like, how
1: far do you let them go until... <laughs> and that's why they're being so aggressive, yeah, yeah. we are trying to pick up as many things as possible. Yep, and it's yeah. different, right? It's not just label deals, now. You could have, like, distribution deals yeah. where you'll partner for a single or mm. one EP, Jeez. not a whole 360 deal, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. with that happening, what I've been noticing and one of the main reasons why I've been dabbling back is you have a lot of venture capitalists and institutional yeah. money that weren't originally tied to music yeah. that are now paying attention. Yeah. They're saying, hey, you know what? If these things are that profitable, we don't have to get a full-blown studio and have all this overhead. Mm-hmm. We could just get behind this artist mm-hmm. and get chairs or whatever it may be, whatever arrangement they have. Mm-hmm. And once they recoup their funds, they have their splits and whatnot. So I think it's amazing. I think what's going to happen now is you're going to have real music come out. Mm-hmm. right? People, artists that might have been extremely talented but didn't have the exposure, you, you don't hear about those guys. But now you can. All it takes is one right song. Yeah. You're on the right platform, the right playlist, you got millions of people listening to your song, didn't even know what you looked like, didn't even care. So that's what I think is really good. And I think we're gonna start seeing a lot more of that as we get into what they call like the golden era of music. That's where we're at
0: right now. That's it. Lots
1: of money in there, streaming, content creation. Everyone's looking for content.
0: Right, so do you think that the artists are gonna integrate their their assets somehow with like NFTs and cryptocurrencies? I know that's something that I've been looking into and kind of following along. Like, it's definitely there's a big opportunity there. There's definitely
1: something there, yeah. It's just all about understanding it, right? And it's Mm -hmm. such a new thing for especially the music business, they're trying to understand okay, how do we get involved with this and how do we make sense of Mm -hmm. it without opening ourselves up to certain exposures or things like that. But one of the main things that I've been hearing about is on like ticket sales, right? Mm -hmm. Um, People are able to like recopy these tickets and sell them and do whatever. But if it's tied to an NFT, it's a way different situation. It's that original copy. So I think we're gonna see the technology mm. around NFTs and it being like original digital content mm-hmm. coming into play in terms of like investing into an NFT one day and the next month it's worth like a billion <laughs> like, right. yeah, dollars. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going
0: to see too much of that anymore. I think that's the benefit of it all is that everything is very traceable and Correct. registered and you have that record of it. But I guess the model that I've come across is artists basically being able to, like, let's say they want to put out a song. That's a, it's a, like, it's a digital asset. You make an NFT out of it, and now the community of the fan base, they can like, buy a share of it and take advantage of all those royalties that are associated with it, right? Correct. So it's like a way to engage the fan base. To and, engage the fans, right. and, and, like, and now the fans a, are a part
1: of the career. Exactly. That's what yeah. fans want. Yeah. They want to feel like they're a part of it. That's it. I was talking to a couple of artists I'm working with now, and I said, think about it, because a lot of artists want to come out like Drake, like how Drake is now. Yeah. you understand yeah, but they don't realize wouldn't that be nice exactly they don't realize <laughs> the stepping it. stones that you, gotta, you, gotta you have out. to do to get there right yeah. like even someone like Tory Lanez I remember Tory Lanez was standing at street corners handing out mixtapes yeah right now they see him yeah. as Tory Lanez but all of artists don't want to do that they think that's beneath them and they're the little way goes on
0: back to that ego thing you yeah. we were talking about earlier and it's the ego right
1: so my thing is ego's good but you have to control ego and you have to be able to understand a hater from constructive criticism, yeah.
0: facts, right?
1: And I think that's the biggest ones. And the artists mm. that are able to do that mm. and view it as a business mm. are the ones that are very successful right now. Yeah. You know, one of the main things that I realized in the music industry was, hey, you're not going to get rich from just making music. And if you pay attention to a lot of the artists in the game, yeah, where does where do their wealth come from? It's from everything
0: else. Yeah, they right? diversify <laughs> as soon as you can, right? right yeah, they diversify it, when you're yeah.
1: getting that money because they know, hey, there's an expiry date where people can pay a million dollars to book you. That doesn't last forever, right? Yeah. Some artists or drinks or whatever, okay, fine. But for the average artist, you have that time frame when you're on yeah. and you want to get as much capital as possible, yeah. invest that capital and yeah. make sure that when you're not on, you have something to fall back on, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's a big thing that um, that we're doing, especially with, with uh, my label right now, is not just teaching artists how to navigate through the industry, yeah. but teaching them, hey, guess what? Like save your money, invest yeah. your money, really yeah. not save, invest your money. Mm-hmm
0: that's amazing you
1: want to buy that diamond chain i'm not against it mm-hmm. but maybe buy a house first yeah. right and then with your profits then buy your diamond yeah. chain you don't want to have your diamond chain and not have a house yeah <laughs> man. yeah right so yeah. that's a big one is having that uh
0: financial knowledge really yeah in terms of like starting there's some young artists out there that want to just get started what would your recommendations be in terms of that path and- What should they do? How they maneuver their...
1: My recommendation would be to learn from someone that is doing it. Mm. Not at the stage that you're at, right? Or someone that's up and coming that is doing the right things. Don't just look for someone that is already there. You have to be active. You have to be willing to go out and do everything, right? Mm. And what I mean by that more specifically is I find a lot of artists find, and they think that because I'm an artist, I don't have to work. I don't have to do anything because I'm mm. an artist. I'm the talent. Mm. When in reality, it's just like no, 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 no. Being a professional artist mm. is a privilege. Yeah, you understand. And the only time you can stop making money is when you are losing money from your job because you aren't able to. Sorry, when you're losing money from your um, career because you're at your job. That's the only time when you can make that switch. But if that's not there, I just don't think that it's sensible. So a lot of artists start off with that wrong mindset where it's, hey, I'm an artist. I've announced everybody yeah, yeah, I'm an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where's the I labels do? at? You you know, know, like, and give me my deal. Find so like, yeah. me, yeah, Give me my, my, my deal, give me my deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hit me up. Where's my chain at? But, <laughs> hey, but seriously, yeah. right? But in reality, it's just like, no, Like that's a privilege <laughs> yeah. to do that. You will know yeah. that you're at that stage when there's something to manage, when you have yeah. money coming in, when you have fans booking your shows, right? So my biggest advice would just literally be, you do everything you possibly can yeah, until something works. It. And fall in love with the process. It shouldn't yeah. feel like work when you're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. it. Right? So many guys say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this one song. I'm going to get this one feature. I'm going to put this money. I'm going to remortgage my mom's house and this, this, and this. And then I'm going to say, yeah, but, and then what? If that doesn't work out, mm. you have to, you don't know what song's going to blow up. Mm. There's a funny story with um, uh, DMX and Swiss Beats when they were talking about uh, Rough Riders Anthem. DMX hated that record. Mm. He didn't like it. But Swizzy was like, no, nah, no, nah, trust me, you got to put this out. And now, look, everyone knows Rough Rider's yeah, Anthem right. as a song it is, right? Yep, so yeah. the most important thing is also realizing that you aren't going to go out and buy 100 million copies of your own album. You're not going to listen to your own song a mm-hmm. 100 million times. It's the fans. So if they're not vibing with it, mm-hmm. if they're not liking it, it's a rap, yeah. right? And a lot yeah. of artists want to wait until they have this blockbuster Video with the crazy car and the models and all these things. I'm just like you're setting yourself up because if you aren't there in your life, if you're not living that, you have now set yourself up that everything you do has to be on that level,
0: right? There's that experience again. Talking again, a lot of people when they listen to this, they get a lot of facts out of this. (laughs) They
1: they don't realize that, but instead, like it's all about being personable. Artists want to see, like I said in the beginning, this. Artists want to see, like, hey, I was with that guy when he was doing open mics at freaking yeah. Joe Dogs, you yeah. know what I mean in front of 10 people yeah. that's what's gonna resonate yeah. and then they're gonna see your journey and then when you're in a video with that nice car and the models oh my goodness look he's at that stage now yeah, yeah, yeah. he's making it he's doing moves we can see the growth yeah. people like a storm that's yeah, it right
0: and I feel like the modern day artist is is just like so aligned with that in terms of you know having the opportunity you can go and, and, and do so much on through social media I don't know if you know an artist by the name of Russell you know that. what i mean it's like it's like this guy I like he set up shop it? in the back in his backyard built his own stage and he's just selling well, out concerts in his backyard like, but look how he does it though right <laughs> there's it. so many artists that will say hey different. i only
1: perform That's at this stage and yeah. this and this and here's this guy being like guys my backyard i'm gonna have the barbecue going i'm gonna be selling t-shirts he has his whole family doing think, it too right? it's a family
0: yeah, business yeah. i think this guy's getting yeah. like a G of pop but what's happening, right? Yeah. Everyone's
1: seeing that. Yeah. They're seeing like the you know the fans interacting with them, and people are saying, Yo, what a chill guy. This guy is like, yeah. you know, he's doing his thing and it is different, he's right? doing shows in his yeah. backyard. And and people and can they, vibe with it. They want to vibe with about. it. They can relate to it. So okay. a lot of artists, I find, want to make it seem
0: like they're untouchable. See. And that's the first thing you're gonna f- your fans. <laughs> Unless you're at that stage and you could